Talking with Topher is sponsored by SlowdownClothing.BigCartel.com, New Hampshire Vape Gallery, and NaturalBossNH.com. More on that later. Let's get into episode 137. What is happening, TWT fans? It is so good to be back on this November 17th, 2022. And how are all of you? I hope everything is going really well out there. Um, Before I get into an amazing uh, episode today, uh, I want to start off the way I always do. Yeah, by thanking all of you out there. That's right, all 166 of you. Thank you so much for subscribing to the podcast. I greatly appreciate it. There's a couple new ones, so that's always exciting and always the reason why I'm coming back week after week. Um, If you are new to the podcast and you're just stopping by, checking it out, whatever you happen to be doing, hit that subscribe button, all right? It's the one thing I'm asking everybody to do. It's literally the most important thing to the channel. Um, Of course, feel free to give a thumbs up for the video, share, rate, review, leave comments. All of that helps push the podcast out into the algae rhythm and gets more eyeballs on it. So go ahead and do all of those things. I appreciate it. Of course, if you want to get more involved with the podcast, right? You want to maybe be on the podcast. You want to you want to get your story out there. Maybe you need some advice. Well, all of that can be done with our official email. That's right, T-A-L-K-I-N with Topher at gmail.com. That's talking with Topher at gmail.com. That's the official email of the podcast. Go ahead and send your story, your uh, whatever you want for advice, or let us know if you want to be on the podcast. All right, I'm having almost anybody on this thing because that's just the way it goes, right? I want to have more people on here, and I want more everyday people like myself on the podcast, going through life and dealing with its struggles, its ups and its downs. So send the email over to talkimwittofer at gmail.com. And then if you want to follow me, I'm on social media. That's right. Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, TikTok, and Facebook. Again, I'm on it all. Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, TikTok, and Facebook. Um, I always appreciate the follow, and you can do that if you would like. All right, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, TikTok, and Facebook. And now with all that out of the way, let's get into today's episode, right? All right, so this is somebody that I've known for many years now from Professional Martial Arts Academy. Uh, I'm wearing the pink shirt to raise awareness for breast cancer. It's not just for women. It is also for men. Both of us um, deal with this fear of having cancer uh, kill us. So this is an awareness for men because I don't think men out there talk enough about this. So without me rambling on and on and on about how I feel about this subject, I want to get right into today's podcast. That's right. With my guest, Elijah Weber. Woo! 
what is happening, everybody? I have got a guest here. He is somebody that I've worked with for many years, again, from Professional Martial Arts Academy. Um, it's really great to have you here in Topher Studios. Elijah Weber, how are you doing today, Bo? Hey, man. Yeah, bring it's it on in. Here. Bring it on uh, in. Thank you for having me on. Yeah. This is incredible. I've never done anything like this. It's a Did wonderful studio you got. Do you have anything to plug or promote? Uh, well, I started uh, I started doing a, a BJJ page on Instagram. It's uh, eweber.bjj. Oh, cool. I have a personal account, too. That's like, you know, it's got all like my personal photos on there, like stuff of me, my fiance, my dogs, whatever. You know, that's uh, underscore Excalibur Prime underscore. But I'm really trying to push the BJJ thing, hopefully, in the future. We'll see where it goes. I'm just trying to have fun. Absolutely. But those um, are my two things. I'm on Facebook as Excalibur Prime. I used to use my real name, but uh, things got a little crazy over the past couple years. And uh, really? I, I didn't want to, like, you know, have a lot of negative associations with my name and people that I'm associated with because I was, you know, exercising my right to free speech. Well, before we get into anything, yeah. what's what is going? What do you mean? What was going on with your name? Well, so the um, I would post crazy stuff on Facebook. You know, a lot of it was I thought was rooted in truth, and you know, people would come out calling me a crazy person, a conspiracy theorist. Which at the time I was like, "What? I'm just putting two and two together, man. I'm just asking questions." Especially oh, really? with the whole pandemic and all that stuff. When that stuff started to go down, oh. there was just a couple things where, like, this doesn't seem right. Yeah. Let me ask somebody how they feel about this. And I would just get told, shut up. Don't ask questions about that. Just do what you're told. And oh. It's like, uh, okay. And I would continue to do that until things would just get weirder. And then I would speak out about things. And then for whatever reason, I don't know if it was the algorithm caught me or you know, Mark Zuckerberg himself. Oh, for or, real? Or whatever. I would do. I've been shadow banned so many times on social media. Just oh, for like, wow. not even like saying this is fact is more of like, what's up with this? Right. Anybody else think that's kind of weird? And it would just be like, your account's been flagged for misinformation. And I'm just like, dude, I didn't even say anything was a fact. I was just like, Hey, this is weird. And it's not adding up. How does everyone else feel about this? Yeah. Yeah. And he's just told that. Really? Talk about that. Well, that is complete bullshit all around. Uh, I, I, I have to say out of all the posting and stuff that I've done over the last two and a half years, I've had three posts taken down and one silenced. Yeah. And I was like, what's up with this? You know, and it, it, it bothers me, but I don't know if I have been shadow banned myself, but you have to type out like my full name in order to find me um, on anything. Yeah. Like you can't just type in uh, a part of my podcast or part of my name and find me. You you have to type everything out. The and, whole thing. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Most of the time I search myself sometimes and I'm like, I type in a couple letters and nothing. And then you type out a couple more, nothing. And then you get the full name. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you got something. Is that basically what was happening to you? No. Or were so you just like, what happened to me was like, I would say something. And then where it used to get a lot of likes, comments, or, you know, uh, feedback, if you will, mm -hmm. all of a sudden I wasn't getting anything. And then I was oh. getting, anytime I'd, I'd make a post, I'd get logged out of my account and I'd have to change my password. And I, that went on for months and months and months. 
And what? yeah, it was insane. Whoa. Was only on Facebook. Only on Facebook. Only on Facebook. And Isn't um, that's so weird how they pick and choose. Like you could put po- like I posted something. Yeah. And it was like uh, uh, TikTok took the volume out of it. Instagram told everybody that like this is wrong. And then like uh, I think it was uh, Facebook that let it go. And it's it's just weird. It's like, well, wait a minute. I don't understand how this makes any sense. Yeah, I mean, I at one point I ended up getting a job working in healthcare, and I made a few comments about things about health and whatnot that you can look in a high school biology book and figure that stuff out for yourself. You don't need big fancy letters right. after your last name. To, yeah, like junk food's bad. Yeah, it's yeah, it's not good for right. you. High right? fructose corn syrup. No, uh, what makes no. your cells vibrate? Seeds badly. oils are horrible for you. What, you know? what? GMOs aren't good for you. That's, That's crazy. Strange. You're insane, dude. I can't believe I'm talking to you about this. But really, that is insane because I actually, I, I'll be honest. I just want right? the truth. That's it. Yeah, but I thought that you. Uh, I don't. I'm not saying that it is. But I thought you were going in a different direction with that. Like, oh. I thought, like, and, and I'm not, I, I am acting a little ignorant here, uh, but Elijah, like, I thought you meant more of, like, a terrorist type of oh, no, associated dude. with your no, name. Like, no, okay, I just wanted okay. to be able to, like, share funny things and, like, still communicate with people and still so they be put able to you get in a, a new job if I wanted bracket, to. Oh, dude. And I you're, got, you're I, lying. I want to say, honestly, th- at one point, while I was still in the military, too, they, I, I probably got flagged for something else, too. Uh, I, I want to say I, I know I got probably flagged as a domestic terrorist, too. At one That's point. crazy. Yeah. I mean, I didn't get, like, no one showed up to my house or anything like right, that. Like, right. I don't want people listening to this to think I'm some crazy closet bad guy. It's not like that. I was joking around. I said some things that, you know, will make you go, hmm. hmm. I wonder. That's it. That That's all I was trying to do. I wasn't trying to lead a coalition yeah, of, yeah, yeah. of people against, you know, take down a building. It wasn't anything like that. I was just trying to spread some awareness to some things. Very interesting. something that stinks. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, of that's course. It. No, no, no. I, I try I, to do. I, I completely agree with you, and as far as I'm concerned, everybody should be able to say uh, what they're feeling or what they're thinking, and if they have questions, then they should be able to have those conversations and see if, it, if there is any truth to it yep. or if it's completely garbage. Yes. And if we're not allowed to search or have those conversations and figure those things out, then now we're reliant on everybody just telling us what is and what isn't, and we're supposed to believe them. And I will it's not like be a sheeple. I will not be a sheeple. I will not. Exactly. No, there's no reason yeah. for it. We all can think for ourselves. We can all figure out things, and we can all kind of we all kind of know when we're fucking being duped or lied to. You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like that is true. But it's easier to fool somebody than to convince them that they've been fooled. Right. And that was part of what I was trying to do, at least with my close friends and family. I was trying to convince them, hey, you might have been fooled about something, man. And they were just like, nope, take that crazy nonsense out of here. Well, that's absolutely crazy. You probably voted for this person. or what? It's like, dude, that's not really a fair thing to say. But No, not at all. So I want to tell everybody the links will be in the description below the video. Click them. Go follow. Let's get this back to where it belongs, all right? Let's get him back to where he belongs. Let's get some more likes, more followers. Uh, all the links are on the screen, or you can click the link below the video for sure, because that's that's absolutely ridiculous. I can't stand that. Of us, but it's know. happening to too many people today. Whether it doesn't matter, like... I just get so upset when anybody is treated that way. All like, I was trying to do is just be a good human. 
it's just that, that's it. I wasn't trying to be right. It wasn't like an ego driven thing. It was just like, hey, it looks like there's something that might be trying to hurt us. I don't know if that's the case or not. Maybe they're trying to help us. Who knows? I just want to know what I'm looking at and, and know that I'm not being lied to. But these, and that my best interest is being looked out for. But all of these platforms have too much say in what we're allowed to say. Right. And they're it's not too even much. Like, and it needs to stop. Yeah. It, it needs to stop. People need to be able to have conversations. You need to be allowed to express your thoughts because somebody else might be having those thoughts as well. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. We're allowed to have thoughts. We should be allowed to f- speak freely. We are in America. These are American-based uh, platforms. So why do we lose our right to free uh, to free speech? Because we keep giving it up. Yes. But well, that's we'll, we'll, get that, that. we'll get into we'll that. We'll get into that too, later but, on. You know what I mean? <laughs> but like all of these things make me so upset. So yeah, go follow. All right, Thank everybody. Um, so let's get into kind of why we're here today. You. Uh, me and you have been working together for quite some time at Professional Martial Arts Academy. Yes. Um, and uh, you disappeared for a little bit, and you were going through uh, some stuff. I believe COVID happened and other things like that. Depends um, on the in the year and the yeah. Kind of year, but yeah, but you you happening. you've definitely had a major struggle in your life, and you had to come out on the other end and. I think you've become a stronger, better person uh, because of it. So why don't you take it from there? Well, I mean, I don't even know where to start with that. Um, Well, let me help you then a little bit because it's also, uh, even though this is uh, being pre-recorded, we are still in October and it is Breast Cancer Awareness Month, which is why I'm wearing my pink shirt because men also have to be aware of breast cancer. But there's many other cancers that happen to us that are just as bad, if not worse. And they can also make you feel less than a person or a man or whatever. But they destroy you and they can destroy the person to the point where, one, it kills you. Or two, some people take their own lives because they can't live with it. And you were strong enough not to allow that to happen. So... Does yeah. that help a little yeah, bit? That does I'm help. not trying to no, come no, off too no, strong. No, I thanks, apologize. Uh, yeah, <laughs> just... No, I, I appreciate the help. Though. I always need a little push. So um, <laughs> it's all good, man. It's all good. In for those of you that don't know me, um, in 2020, March 2020, I was diagnosed with uh, testicular cancer, and yeah, I I lost the left one, but you know, still got the right one. Still, everything's still good. Everything's okay. Um, that. It's funny because everybody says, oh, it can't happen to me, and then it happens to you, and you're just like, well, what the fuck, man? We don't think anything can happen to us until it happens, right? We all think we're invincible, and then shit happens. So anyways, um, it was pretty crazy. I was supposed to go to Brazil with Professor Rafael and Professor Tim and whoever else was going on this this Brazil trip. Yeah. That's when Mike went and everything. I saw pictures recently. So they were doing another trip, and I was, you know, fortunate enough to go on this one. I saved all my money. I was super excited. You know, my fiance was excited. She wasn't my fiance at the time, but she was super pumped for me. You know, she knew after everything else I'd been through with the divorce and everything before that. And we'll get into that later too. But, um, she, she, she knew how excited I was for this trip. I was so excited. It didn't get to happen because of COVID and everything. We still almost went professor Raphael called, uh, McGilla and I, um, and he was like, Hey, can you guys speak Portuguese? Hmm. And I was just like, well, like, 
Bom he, dia. He's, just, he's just like, I'm going to take that as a no for you. McGill, can you speak Portuguese? He's like, no, that's a no for me too. And he was just like, all right, well, you guys can't come. Sorry. I'm still going to go down there, but, you know, I'll be back whenever. He came back after like a few weeks, and he was just like, yeah, this got crazy. But anyways, I was supposed to go to Brazil. I didn't get to go. Um, in the time I didn't go to Brazil, I spent that vacation time at home. And there was something going on, you know, and I kind of was ignoring it for a little bit because I was in denial. Um, so if, if you ever feel something weird, especially below the belt, if you're, you know, can you, you're de- male. can you describe what you were feeling? Was it pressure? Was it burning? Was it? No, there was no pain associated no pain. with any of okay. it. So like, it just fell off. No, uh, all right. This is, this is going to sound weird. So hmm. I was, I was in the shower, like a, you know, normal person takes a shower and it was like a voice popped in my head and mm-hmm. it was just like, when was the last time? You took a look at those. Yep, yep. Well, well, now is probably a good time. Yeah, I don't that. think enough people do. Like, mm-hmm. huh? When was the last time I did that? Uh, whatever. So I went and you know did the check how the doctor tells you to if you've ever, you know, seen a doctor before. They tell you how to do that <laughs> stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's also information online available on how to do that. I'm not going to get into the nitty gritty on here, but I felt like a um, like a pea sized lump. Yep. That's exactly what they describe. And it was towards like the bottom okay. of the testicle. And I, I kind of had a feeling what it was right when I felt it. And my heart kind of sank. Right. And I was just like, oh, no. Right. No, dude. This is getting, I'm too young. This is crazy. Uh, it turns out uh, testicular cancer tries to come at you when you're young. So you're never too young. Uh, oh, really? Yeah, man. So age is 15. What? So, yeah, that's the youngest that could happen. So 15 wow. to like, I, I want to say 40. It's usually younger than that. But if, if you can make it to your 50s without getting that, you're pretty good. You're there's, pretty good? There's two wow. types of um, testicular cancer. There's a seminoma, uh, non-seminoma tumor, and a seminoma tumor. I won't get into the um, the technical breakdown of the two different kinds, but the yeah, non-seminoma yeah. one is the way more scary, aggressive kind. That's what I had. Um Seminoma type of uh, tumors occur in more older people. So if you and it's way mm. more curable. I mean, that's the most curable kind of cancer you can get. So if you're listening and you catch it early enough, just like any any cancer, if you catch it early enough, right. you're gonna have a very high percentage chance of curing it. But even more so with testicular. Oh, okay. Earlier, you you're gonna lose a nut. If you if you catch if you catch it you're gonna lose one but the good thing is you, you know, still got the other one God gave you two right right so, just like a kid whatever you want to call that person um whatever it is just you got two of them right so everything will still work okay and I mean everything will still work okay yep. with just the one so um what they don't really tell you about when you're going through something like that is the mental battle you're gonna have to fight yeah afterwards a hundred percent like one of the things I really kind of struggled with was you know that am i like half a man now right you know because i I lost half of my manhood and um you know it it was it was really tough for a while because i suddenly would look at myself kind of different but you know thankfully i do things like jujitsu and i'm surrounded by really great people to always remind me that no are a lot more of a man yeah, than yeah. you actually were before you had you know only right. two. So, you yes. know, I, I've I've learned so. If it wasn't for jujitsu, man, I don't even know. Um, I don't even know. Well, it makes your shirt true. Jujitsu saves it, yeah, lives, man. man. Jiu-jitsu it really saves does. Lives. If you didn't know, 
Uh, so if you don't train and you're going through some stuff and you need you need something to come in and maybe help save your life, first of all, jujitsu kind of teaches you to do that yep. for yourself in a crazy, weird, magical way. I don't mean to sound cliche, but it's just kind of how it is. Um, before the cancer, I, uh, I used to be married. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, so I, I had a, I have an ex-wife. And um, I dated her for like a long time before that. Um, we got married. We got divorced. Things just didn't work out. I mean, it actually turned out she was, you know, cheating and having an affair. Which okay. She kind of. Yeah. I never wanted to like come out and like say that kind of like how I just did, but you know, she put it in one of her own videos for her her wedding video. She actually talked about how she used to pick up extra shifts to see the guy. No. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. Wow. It was around, it was, what? Yeah. It was when we were engaged. So I laugh about this now. Of course. Like now of course. I think it's kind of funny. It was not funny when I figured it all out. Um, but so yeah, before the cancer, I went, I got divorced and I, th- I thought I was, you know, met the love of my life, all that stuff. Oh, everything's going so perfect. You know, my life was on a certain track and then, you know, things didn't work out. She tried to tell me we're toxic for each other and all, basically gaslighted me. And right. I, you know, I, I fell for it cause I, I didn't want to let her go. I wanted to figure out how to make everything work. And that's kind of where things, this is where I guess my, after this is where my transformation, I guess you could say, whatever you want to call it, really started to happen. Because I hit rock bottom after the divorce. I just like, I didn't even know what to do with myself when she left. Well, how long were you together? I was with her for like five years. Five years? Oh, just shy of five years. That was the that was dating yeah, well, yeah, to the marriage, da- uh, dating everything to the ma- to the wedding. five five yeah. years. About That's five still years. a reasonable amount of time. Yeah, and like you know, my whole life was planned out. I thought everything was gonna go a certain way. You know, she she was a nurse. I was a correction officer, and I thought our lives were just kind of set up. Everything was all drafted and good to go. And we just gotta follow this path together, and everything's gonna be okay. Mm-hmm. I didn't think what happened what was gonna happen, but it did, and. You can't like when stuff like that happens, you really gotta have like your go to's right ready to, to go to. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. like it it's gonna come at you and you're gonna be in a really dark place and those are the things that are gonna help get you out of that dark place. So for example, when I first started going through everything with her you know, us separating and everything, a guy at work told me he was like, You need to start planning your day out. Mm-hmm. By the hour. Oh, okay. That's actually a very that good idea. Yeah. You can like, there's no extra time for you to think about right. the miserable shit that you're going through. Mm-hmm. So if you don't, basically, if you don't focus on the misery, you're not giving it any energy. You're not giving it any power. It can't take control of you. Yep. So I would literally, it's like, okay, from this time to this time, I'm going to get up, I'm going to shower, I'm going to do whatever my other morning rituals are, and get to the next hour. The next hour I need, I'm making breakfast. I'm doing this. Like I'm planning this out. I, r- I would write this stuff down just to not lose my head. Um, it went pretty well for a while. And then there was just a period where I didn't want to do anything. Okay. And the yeah. depression started. That's to, depression. To yeah. I, it, it was so bad at one point I wasn't showering. I wasn't eating. I wasn't really sleeping. I was just, you know, you were just there. I wasn't even like really. You weren't even there. Yeah, I wasn't even. I was just existing. Existing. And, okay, and that's what I was looking for. It got to a point where I didn't even want to do that anymore. 
Oh, shit. Yeah. Okay. And <sighs> I'll never forget this. Um, so it was a really cold and lonely morning in February. I want to say it was the 4th. And uh, no one really, a couple of people knew some stuff wasn't right. Mm-hmm. But I didn't really tell anybody. Yeah, you know anything, right? Because well, I was just—I hated my life at the time. Yeah, and um, there was one morning <laughs> where I was gonna do something really, really dumb and really permanent. Okay, and uh, I came very close, and then all of a sudden, it was like a friggin' weird voice showed up in my head. I'm not schizophrenic or anything like that, for the record. <laughs> just saying. <laughs> At least no doctor said that. <laughs> right, right. But uh, it's like something popped in my head, and it was just like, no. And then my phone started ringing. Really? This is at 7.30-something in the morning, and it was Professor Lucas. Shut the fuck up. Deadass. Wow. Professor Lucas, and he was just like, hey, Elijah, where you been? I haven't yeah, seen you in class. Yeah, seen you in it's class. Been, it's been a month. Where <laughs> yeah, you been? I've gotten those phone calls. And yep. I was like, Professor, I'm sorry. I'm sorry I haven't been in class. I'm just, I haven't been. Feeling good. And he's like, what's, you don't feel good. Why you don't feel good? Tell yeah, me what's yeah. going on. Yeah. Tell me yep. right now. And I was just like, professor, I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm really sad right now. I'm going through some really hard times. And he was like, what hard times? What are you going through? Tell me right now. And I was just like, I just, I don't want to talk about it right now. Uh-huh. Professor. I'm just, I don't want to talk about it. And he was just like, well, I'll tell you what, you come, come train, you'll feel better. Yep. And I was just like, professor, yep. that sounds like a good idea, but I don't know. He goes, Elijah. I have not seen you for a month. You're not, you, you tell me you're not feeling happy right now. You need to come train. You will feel better. I will show you. You will see. Don't make me come get you. I know where you live. <laughs> and I was just like, now at the time, I was like a two-stripe white belt. Mm-hmm. So okay. that, that's where I was in my jujitsu journey. Oh, wow. This is six this, years ago? Uh, Wait a minute. Four. Four years yeah, ago sh- now. Sorry. Sorry. So, yeah, this is, so, yeah, this is like February 2019. Okay. Okay. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, 2019. Because I got married September 2018, and then she moved out January 2019. Yeah, so a month later, it just kind of all hit me. And yeah, anyways, so he's like convinced me to come train, and I'm like, I'm not. And it took me a second, too, because I was like, how Mm -hmm. the hell did this guy get my number? And it wasn't the PMA number because I already had that saved in my phone. No, he it was, was his cell phone number. So he, he actually he went and took the initiative. Yes. Okay. Dug up my information and yes. called me to make sure I was okay. It, Most people don't have people like that in their lives nowadays. It's uh, it's kind of sad. He did the same thing to you know? me at one point, and I was like, "What number is this?" And then I like, and I was like, "Oh my god!" He he personally yeah. called me. I was like, "I got his cell phone number now." Right? Yeah, it was a little different. Yeah, I felt, I felt special for a yeah, second. Oh, this yeah, this is crazy. That's how I That's felt. Exactly what I needed at that moment. Exactly. So I'm arguing with him as to why I don't want to come train, and he's just like, "Listen, whatever you're going through, you will feel better if you come in today and train. Mm-hmm. I will show you. Don't make me come get you. I will if I have to. Classes at eight thirty. It's seven thirty. Whatever it was, I'll see you at eight thirty. So I, I get off the phone and I'm I sat in bed for like another. I don't know. Another half hour and just kept contemplating over what I was about to do. And um, it started to get worse and worse and worse and worse. And then I was like, I got to get, I got to get the fuck out of here. Right. So I grabbed my shit, my, my jujitsu bag, my gi and everything. And uh, I went to go train. And I told myself on the way there, I was like, you know what, man, <laughs> if this doesn't work, I'm just going to go back right back to what I was doing. Yep. But I don't know. Professor Lucas 
sounds pretty convincing. You know, so I, I showed up and, um, I don't know, man. It was like, uh, hold on, I just need a second. No, you're good, man. You're good. No worries. It was insane. Cause, um, I don't know. I was on, I'm not going to say it like healed me right then in that, that, that one class, but no, but you over felt time something. it did because mm-hmm. like, so I, I went to class and I, I was driving back from class and I wasn't even thinking about any of the horrible shit that was right. like going through my head. I was just so excited that I got to hang out. I think you were there too that morning. Oh, was I? Um, yeah, it, it was, I, I got to be around such great people and have an awesome time. And I learned something new and cool. And it was exactly what I wanted to learn jujitsu wise, which what a coincidence, right? <laughs> so, you know, um, I went home that day and I was just like, I, I choose life, man. This is like, there's, there's more to my story and I'm not going to let this situation be the end of be it. The end of it. Yeah. You know? um, yeah. uh, <laughs> so I went to class again that night. Oh, I, nice. ended, I ended up taking off the next like week of work. I just, I, don't know, I think I called in sick or whatever, but um, I just, I went to class every day, sometimes twice a day. I got an injury work through it whatever tape yep. it up tape it showing up. up to class because to me showing up to jujitsu is like you're showing up for life mm-hmm. and you're showing up how to handle life better you're learning how to handle life better when you show up i mean and when you, when you quit jujitsu you kind of you're quitting on life so that's kind of how that stuff works for me um if it wasn't for coming to jujitsu that morning probably wouldn't be here talking to you uh if it wasn't for professor lucas and a lot of other really great individuals at pma Start BJJ looking out, talking to each other, say, hey, something doesn't seem okay with him. Someone should check in on him. Because mm-hmm. at first it was Mike. Mike Firth was, you know, calling, calling me, and he was like, you all right, dude? Everything okay with you? And then in class, next thing I know, this guy's like my shadow, and he's, um, you know, watching over me and telling me everything I'm doing wrong and how to do it better when when professor couldn't be there for that. Yep. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, I'm just, I'm very grateful for the friends and family I have through there. And, uh, you know, thank you guys, you, you too, you know, for being yeah, there for man. me all the time. So that's how, what I first went through was the stuff with the divorce and that stuff, you know. Um, once I, I guess, redefined, if you will, yep. my want to live, I guess. I yeah, yeah, yeah. Things no, just started very to get important. better, man. I, uh, I, I don't know. I wasn't like too spiritual with stuff yet. I mean, I was, I don't know, I don't know. I don't know where I was going with that, but like I later on learned about some other things that really, um, I don't know. It just made me see life a little differently in a more vibrant way. Yeah. Uh, it's called hermeticism. Oh, it's okay. like the seven principles of the universe. The It's uh mentalism, correspondence, vibration, polarity, rhythm, cause and effect, and gender. And how they all work together and how, I don't know, it's kind of like how the universe works. Interesting, okay. Um, but I started to get into that stuff like way later on down the line and it just kind of, I don't know, so like the principle of vibration, it's kind of like the law of attraction. Everyone's like, oh, you got to attract what you want and all that yes. stuff. So mm-hmm. I was in a super negative state of mind, right? So at any time I would think something bad or negative, or, oh, my life sucks, or, oh, this chick ruined my life or whatever, weird negative things would happen throughout my day. Okay. And yeah. my ex used to say this to me all the time, and I hated it because I thought it was the most cliche, corny bullshit ever. Oh, just think positive. Yep. It's just like, yeah. 
But it's true. It is it's true. true. It is like, true. If, it is. So I, I changed my thoughts. Mm-hmm. I started to think more positively. And more positive shit started to happen. It was a weird manifestational thing that just started to occur. So, you know, I was coming to class all the time. I was doing tournaments. Um, well, one of the things that I talk about, and I'm sorry for cutting you no, off, but I want to I, I add this in there for a little bit of context, is that... Cleaning out your closet, you know, getting rid of the negative people in your life, the people that are not doing anything good for you. You need to get rid of those people. No matter how long they've been in your life, sometimes you just have to say goodbye in order for you to move forward and put yourself in a positive position. You need positive people reinforcing the positivity, which is right. You're right. Cliche, but we need it. It's very important. And I also um, only got into journaling over the last, uh, I think it's four or five months now, but sitting down for five minutes every morning before listening to a podcast, before, you know, well, not before my dogs, but right after the dogs go outside, I get five minutes and I write five things that I'm thankful for. I'm not religious. I don't believe in God. I don't, I'm not any of those things, but I do believe in positivity and having positive people in your life to bring that uh, a a positive momentum your way. And it's not going to happen if you've still got people that want you to drink, if you've still got people that want you to do the stupid shit you were doing, if you're not getting away from that negativity or cleaning that out or thinking of things to be thankful for, you'll stay in this negative downspin. It's true. And I just think that that is very important. And it, and it's what changed you. Like, those yeah. those little things that so, positive thinking was kind of like the breakthrough it's to the, crazy first step of actually changing my life so important like and i and i thought i had it all figured out too you know i thought i was the toughest person or, or what maybe not that you know but like i just i thought i had it all figured out yep. like I, I thought i was invincible and then it was just like no you're not no you're not you're just like everybody else yeah isn't you know? that sad <laughs> more special if you want to be but right if you want to be it depends on what you want to do with it so, you know, fast forward a bit, you know, life is going well. I'm recently divorced and I'm living that life, you know. So that was, you know, a lot of fun and everything, you know, seeing not like what I missed out on, but mm-hmm. it, it was more of like, wow, if I stayed in that toxic situation, I could see exactly how bad it could have gotten. And I was very thankful. Like once I once that light bulb went off, it was just like, wow. Maybe things really did happen for a reason. For a reason, yeah. You know, because I was running away from that. Well, they say that, and then you have to add in, you you never know what that reason is. No. You're and not you're not, to. you 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 may never find out what the reason was. But if everything changed and everything's going in a better direction, then that's the reason. It's all right? about the journey, not the destination. Exactly. And that's something I learned exactly. the hard way. Yes. But I'm and glad I, I learned it. Uh, Jiu Jitsu was a big thing that really taught me that. Because especially when it comes to like wanting that next belt or or whatever, you, you got to pump the brakes, you know, remember you're exactly where you're supposed to be. Right. You know, everything's okay. You're going to get to where you need to get to. You just got to keep taking each step forward every day. Yeah. You know, you got to show up and you just got to put in some effort and you'll see that you're, you'll find yourself wanting to put in more effort because you enjoy, you're enjoying life. Yeah. And then next thing you know, it turned into this much more beautiful thing and it's like, Wow. I didn't really see it like that before, especially when I was upset going through whatever, but it really turned out to be more beautiful than I ever thought it was going to be. So, and that's kind of how my life is now. 
Uh, it turned out it's it's really great right now. I love my life, you know, for the record, and there's just so many more great things coming. So, um, anyways, moving forward, I get through like the whole divorce thing, and as by the way, as this time is going on, this is when you're and I'm getting through things, out. and I'm getting stronger, and I'm like, it, there was something that kept ripping the bandaid off, mm-hmm. and it was more of the truth of the story coming out. Okay, about my yeah. Ex. Um. Over the time is how I found out that there was an affair and that she was, you know, cheating and whatever. Um, I, It's almost better, uh, you know, in hindsight that it happened that way because if I had found out everything all at once in the beginning, I probably would have done something stupid as well. And it's good that that didn't happen. Yeah. So, you know, I guess I'm kind of grateful, I guess, looking back that things happened the way they did. Like they all happened the way they were supposed to. Yeah, yeah. Cause I just didn't like it at the time. Yeah, it would have turned did. into a situation that you may not have come, been able to come back from. Probably. You know? And re- regrettably. So yeah. Too. We don't mm-hmm. want that. But anyways, it was just like, it was annoying, you know? Because it's like, oh, man, I thought I got over all that stuff. And then like here's something else like kind of poking back at you. So it's really important to stay disciplined and focused and keep going in the direction you're going to go, even if some little random reminder of the past comes up, even if there's more truth in that. Well, there's always going to be a reminder. Yeah, you're and, always going to have you know, that in the back of your head. So what you're saying is extremely true because no matter what's going on, even today for myself, I think about stuff that I've lost because of my addictions. And I'm like, man, what if I didn't have my addiction? I have to beat those thoughts down because yeah. you can't sit on those what ifs. But it's not like they're not going to happen. Right. They're going to happen, but you have to be able to deal with those thoughts and get past them. Yes. And it seems like you've found a lot of strength in being able to do that, which is great. It took a lot, man. But like, I know I keep saying it, but jujitsu was like that main thing that really helped me get through it. So fast forward a little bit. Uh, time goes on. Win some medals, some tournaments. Uh, I met my current fiance. Oh, right. My future wife. I'm, you know... Very excited to marry her. So I met her 4th of July, 2019. And it's crazy because we found out that, like, as her and I, you know, got to know each other over time, that it was around February 4th is when she decided that she was moving to Boston. She's from California. Oh, okay. So she's from beautiful Southern California, or as I call it, paradise in America. But uh, (laughs) um, she moved all the way out here from from California. and she moved out here in September, but she came out when I had the cancer, and I'm going to get into that. So I met my fiancé at a 4th of July party, and I didn't think I was ever going to see her again, um, but because I, I met this person, like, oh, she's from California. I'm like, oh, wow, she's crazy if i ever got to see her again you know now did you meet her at a tournament no i met her at a friend's pool party oh for real it was a All social right. gathering yeah nice uh, before the world got crazy and shut down oh so way, just before? way before that okay um, yeah it was like way, so that happened march ish beginning of the year 2020 okay and this was like july 2019 okay All so right. yep i met this amazing girl and to, to the point where anytime i would try to like meet other women after the fact i was thinking about her Cool, cool. It, it All was right. just like, wow, I've never experienced something like that. And, um, you know, long, you know, long story short, I'm, I'm going to be marrying her now. But uh, she went back to California, 
And I couldn't stop thinking about her. I eventually, you know, we made plans to see each other and all that stuff. And it all ended up working out. Like I went out to California. Or no, she came out here. I went out to California. And then a few months later, I found out I had the cancer. Okay. We weren't like boyfriend and girlfriend on Facebook, we'll say. But uh, we were, you know, you know what I'm saying? Well, it's not real until it's yeah, on Facebook. It's not real until it's on Facebook. But um, it, we didn't have like a label like that, but we were... We were very all about each other, and um, I, I kind of knew I wanted to marry her when she first came out to visit me in October. But anyway, that's cool. I digress. <laughs> I find out about the cancer in March 2020. I tell her about it, and it's funny because we were in an argument about something. I was supposed to do something else, and I didn't do it. And she was giving me a hard time. And mm-hmm. so to get out of the get out of the argument. Oh no! I shit. was just like, hey, I really need to go get this. You taken dropped care the cancer bomb. Well, I didn't drop the cancer oh, okay. bomb. Okay, I, like, I dropped oh my the. God. I because re- I was actually trying to get out the door to go yeah. see the doctor, and she was rightfully arguing with me about something, and I wasn't trying to like you know get out of jail free card here. I was like, I really gotta go. They're gonna close and you know, right. whatever. So she's like, what, what do you mean? I, you have some kind of weird lump. Why are you telling me about this now? Why did you choose now to tell me about this and whatever? And, uh, <laughs> I was like, I don't know, but I'm telling you now. She's like, you need to go to the doctors right now. Like right now. And I was yep. just like, well, it's kind of late. You're right. I should go right now. She said, well, why did you wait? So she threatened to tell the army that I had something going on and then they would have stepped in because she basically found out I had been waiting so long to do something about it because I was in denial because I didn't want to think it could happen to me. And it's really fucking scary. Yeah. You know, um, your own body's basically trying to kill you. But, um, I, I go to the doctor. I'm sorry. I'm dragging this out. No, no, you're fine. I, I go to the emergency, no, the immediate care. So it's like an urgent care. Yeah. A little life hack. If you ever want to like avoid your copay <laughs> at the emergency room, go to the urgent care center first and then have them send you. Oh, okay. All right. I think that's how, I don't know. It worked for me, but, um, <laughs> slow down clothing. Big That's slow down clothing. Big You're not sure how to spell it. It's right here at the bottom of the screen, or you can click the link in the description below the video. I love this website. They have amazing products at great prices, all for you. And if you use the code T-O-P-H-E-R before checkout, you're going to get 10% off your entire purchase. And what better deal can you find than that this year, right? With inflation and how everything's going, prices keep going up, but not slowdowns. They're still staying the same. And now they've given me the option to give you 10% off your entire purchase, so happy holidays. This is all year round, but it's the holidays. So you need to be getting those gifts, right? Thanksgiving's right around the corner. Christmas is right after that or whatever holiday you choose to celebrate. Maybe it's not Christmas. Maybe it's Hanukkah. You're still giving gifts, right? So go to slowdownclothing.bigcardell.com and get the gifts that keep on giving. Whether it's the gloves or the sweatpants or the sweatshirts or the hats or the jacket or maybe you want to get them towel and swim trunks because maybe they have an indoor pool and they can swim all year round. Or maybe they live in a warm climate like California where they, basically it never gets cold, you know? So whatever your reason is for getting gifts this year, make Slow Down Clothing the place where you're getting the gifts for everybody this year, all right? And with T-O-P-H-E-R, 
promo code. Before you check out, you're going to get 10% off your purchase. So go to slowdownclothing.bigcartel.com today and get all your gifts out of the way and use promo code T-O-P-H-E-R before you check out for 10% more off that purchase. New Hampshire Vape Gallery is located at 180 Lafayette Road, Seabrook, New Hampshire, down the street from Home Depot and next to Smoke Rings, where we're open seven days a week from 10.30 to 8 p.m. And feel free to give us a call, 603-814-4171. Are you tired of going to any vape shop out there, asking somebody behind the counter a question and not getting an answer? Well, look no further. New Hampshire Vape Gallery is here. We've got all the answers, and if we don't, we'll just let you know we don't. It's just that simple. We're going to be open and honest with you, and we're going to get you what you're looking for, not sell you what we think you need. All right? It's a different atmosphere in there. Um, We've got all the disposables and all the THCO, HHCs, all the Delta 8s, all the CBDs, all the flavors, all the menthols, rechargeable and non-rechargeable disposables. We've got them in stock. And of course, if you're looking for the newest of the new of any pod device and or box mod kits, we've got it. We've got it all in stock today for all of you. And of course, don't forget, it's the holidays. Yes, Thanksgiving's coming up. Get your holiday list done and go get what they're looking for today at New Hampshire Vape Gallery, located at 180 Lafayette Road, Seabrook, New Hampshire, down the street from Home Depot and next to Smoke Rings, where we're open seven days a week from 1030 to 8 p.m. And feel free to give us a call 603-814-4171. And as always, I look forward to seeing you there. NaturalBossNH.com. That's N-A-T-U-R-A-L-B-O-S-S-N-H.com. Are you looking for more things to get people? You want some stocking stuffers? You're going to get them right here. These, All these products make great stocking stuffers for this year's holidays. That's right. Whether it's the body balm, the lip balm, the salve, or the beard oil. All of these products, including the foot and body soak, are absolutely amazing. Some of the best products I've ever used. They're small business, which makes great products. It's woman-owned, woman-run, amazing. I stand behind NaturalBossNH.com because they have great products, great prices, and now You can get them for the people that you love. Stick them in those stockings. Wrap them up and pass them around with the dreidel. Whatever you're doing this holiday season, get Natural Boss products, okay? I love them. I live by them, and you should too. So go to naturalbossnh.com and buy one or all five of these products today. I uh I get to the urgent care and they're like, dude, you need to go to an emergency room. Shit. And I was like, dude, oh, fuck that. All the emergency rooms are full of COVID people right now. I'm all set. And they're like, well, then have fun. You should go. Just saying. So I was wow. like, all right. They, they're like, which one of these emergency rooms do you want to go to? Because you're going. And I chose, you know, this one in Nashua. So I went there. Okay. And uh, <laughs> I went in there. I, I walk up to the... um the check-in, you know, and 
dude, I was, they were like, what do you, why are you here? You know? And I was like, um, can I talk to a nurse please? Cause in my, in my experience, there's always a nurse sitting out there, a licensed healthcare professional, not some secretary person, right? which there is also sitting out there, but I was expecting to talk to a nurse first. Not the case. I didn't want to just tell some random civilian, not random, she works there, but yeah, there's something wrong with my balls, dude. It's, and, it's you know per, what I mean? It's personal it's information. very personal. Yes. And as a man, when you're going to one to a doctor to say you got problems down there, it's embarrassing. And you don't, it, for most men, it, I mean, unless you're like me and you don't really care for the most part, in this moment I cared. But I went yeah, in there, yeah. I was just like, hey, can I talk to a nurse? She's like, you need to talk to me before you can talk to a nurse. I'm like, Cool. Really appreciate it if I could talk to a nurse, you know? And she's like, why are you here? And I was just like, there is a lump on one of my testicles. Next thing I know, the nurse busts out the door. Come on, let's go. Come on back. Oh, they didn't even fuck around with this. She, as soon as I said, because they weren't, I mean, oh, they, shit. it's not that they weren't seeing people because of COVID, but it was kind of like, if you didn't need to be there, they'd kind of fig- help you figure it out. And if you could right. just go, you'd go. So I dropped that bomb and the nurse is Runs out. She's like, let's go. Oh, wow. I love how they did not fuck around with that. No, as soon That's as I awesome. dropped the hole, I'm having a problem with the test. You know. That's it. Yeah, that was it. Uh, they bring me back. They do the vitals and all that stuff. They check you in, take some blood, whatever. And they're just like, all right, so you probably have to get an ultrasound. You know, then we'll see what the doctor wants to do next. I had an ultrasound. The lady who did the ultrasound, she just made me feel really weird after the fact. Now, she does these all the time, whether mm-hmm. it's like on the, like a a heart ultrasound, a you know, bladder scan, whatever. They look at stuff with an ultrasound all the time. So a lot of times they see some stuff before a doctor does, but they can never comment on it. Right. So yeah, they're not at one point to. I was just like, oh, so am I going to live? And she's just like, well, you know, I, I forget exactly what she said because, you know, I don't want to like throw her under the bus, but um, she didn't really answer my question. Of course which made not. Which made me freak the yeah, fuck out. Yeah, yeah, they don't answer And I questions. just tried to stay positive, and, you know, eventually, I, you know, we get back to the way, um, my hospital room in the ER, and the doctor comes in, and they're just like, well, ultrasound definitely found something, you know, abnormal. We're going to do a CAT scan next of your pelvis and your yep. abdomen and your lungs. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, who, uh, he's like, it might be cancer. I don't know. We're going to find out. And see I was just spread. like, what did you just say? Because like, he just dropped the C word so fast on me. Without a diagnosis, right? Because everyone's always like, oh, I want that definite, you know, no BS, like this is cancer. You're not going to get that in an emergency room. No. It's not really their job to tell you that you have cancer. That's more of, like, it depends on where they find it, too. It, the politics in our medical system it's insane. sucks. But anyways, I get the CAT scan. The cat, Everything's like normal except for the pelvic area, you know, so... Thank goodness that it was only in one spot. It was isolated. Right? Yeah. To that so one I mean, I had, I had some, yeah. you know, comfort knowing that it was only in one area and it didn't spread. Uh, so the next doctor comes in and she's telling me you need to see a urologist. They don't work weekends. This was on a Saturday. When of this course. Happened. She's like, you got to wait till Monday. Call this guy. He's really good. All right, cool. So I'm freaking out yep. at my house uh, on the rest of that Saturday night. I actually got a phone call too later on because of all the. Um, I want to say this was around the. The George Floyd stuff I think was going around. Oh, okay. Going on yep. around that time, so there was protests everywhere. If you don't remember, if you're listening to this, uh, the National Guard was getting called up everywhere. I was still in the Guard at the time, 
Oh. My commander called me actually an hour after I got home from the hospital, and he was like, hey, can you come and help do riot control stuff for in Providence? Oh, shit, really? Because, like, yeah. And Whoa. I was like, sir? Because I was, like, kind of crying, too. I'm not going to lie. He was like, is everything okay? I was like, no, sir. Everything is not okay. I just found out I more likely than not have testicular cancer. And he was just like, oh, shit, dude. Yeah. I'm so sorry. Yeah, you don't have to come. No shit. Straight up. And he was that he was like, Do you need anything? Like, do you do you need me to call any of the guys? Like, what do you need? And I was like, Well, thanks for asking. I know you got a lot on your plate right now, but right, right, I was right. like, I'm good. I'll I'll be fine. I'll I hope. <laughs> I'll figure right, right. I'll figure it at the time, you know. I'll figure it out. He's like, All right, yeah, figure that out and let me know. You know, Sergeant So and so is gonna be in touch with you to make sure you're okay and all that stuff. So I didn't have to go to drill for a little bit, but ah, um, yeah, or anything army wise for that matter for a little while. But um, I called the urologist Monday. Uh, that Sunday was a doozy, man. I oh bet. My God, I <laughs> I did not. Um, I bet you a lot of those dark thoughts came back. Uh, was there anything yeah, like that creeping no. up on you? Yeah, yeah. In the sense of like, is this really what I'm about to go through? Like, yeah. Am I am I gonna die from this? Like. What is the percentage of dying from testicular cancer if it's isolated in the testicles? If so, like, did you, did you ever get a like a percentage rate? Yeah. Like how lucky you were or oh, not? Yeah. I'm getting to that. Okay. So cool, cool, cool. I uh, so Monday I call the the urologist office, also conveniently located in Nashua. Fun fact. <laughs> but, uh, they, they, at first they were like, we can't see you till Friday. They're gonna like, make you wait a week. Uh, yeah, I was like, "What do you mean? I you can't I can't see you guys till Friday. I have something growing below the belt that's trying that's possibly trying to kill me." And they're just like, "I'm very sorry to hear that, sir. I really am." But with all the craziness that's uh, going on, fucking COVID, yeah, canceling of elective procedures. Not that this was an elective procedure. Uh, this is more of an emergency situation. What's an elective procedure? An elective procedure is more of like, you know, we'll just, um, plastic surgery. Oh, okay. That, okay. Okay. Unnecessary. Extracurricular. Well, it could be necessary, but it's okay. not life threatening. It's not life threatening. Like, you, okay. You thank could you, wait, thank you. you could wait a little bit. Okay. And you can still live, go through your daily living activities Without the surgery, it's just that surgery or whatever procedure okay. will make your life. But testicular better. cancer can kill you. Yes. Okay. It so can you, that's kill you. not okay. If okay. it is untreated and you don't do anything and you let it sit and you let it metastasize even more, it will kill you. Holy fuck! Which I didn't know that. I knew it was cancer. I knew cancer would right. kill you, but I, I always thought per se, oh, everybody beats testicular cancer, right? Well, so it turns out some people don't. But if you catch it early enough, you have like a 90-something percent survival chance. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. You catch it. So the idea is you want to catch the cancer before it hits the lymphatic blood vessels. Oh, all right. So all then right. It'll, tra it'll travel through your lymphatic system, up and down your circulatory system, and then it'll kind of spread its seed around to your other vital organ. Areas. Jesus Christ. So there's some people that, like, a lot of times when people have a something in their lungs like a tumor you want to check everything else because it may not have started there right 
Well, that's why they scanned your lungs. Yeah. They scanned your pelvic right, area. Right, and that's why they ch- they scanned everything except my head. You know, which I don't know why they skipped that. But <laughs> whatever. But less radiation to a very vital organ, right? So, but, um, what was I? Yeah, so I'm freaking out because. They're going to make you wait till Friday. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. And um, that was just to see somebody, to be told what it was. Yeah, like a follow-up appointment. That wasn't like a surgery date or anything. That Jesus was like, I'm trying to book Christ. the appointment to find out from a more, like from an expert, if you will, what I got going on. And, um, yeah, they said they would give me the first available appointment if something came up before then. I got off the phone. I cried a little bit. I called, you know, my fiance, and I was I told her what happened, and, you know, we, we, we prayed a lot, or as some people call it manifested, I guess. Whatever you want to call it, man. It's all the same if you want to get down to the nitty-gritty, but story for another time. We, we were really trying to put our heads together, and there was a lot of people praying uh, for, for me, and next thing I know, two hours later, I got a phone call, and it was a surgeon. Oh, good. The sur- It wasn't the nurse. It wasn't the secretary. It was the surgeon, okay? Like, dude, this guy calls me, and he just sounds like a confident rock star. Like, kind of what you'd expect out of, like, a Grey's Anatomy doctor. Like, it's, I'm just like, what? Is, it's like my life turned into a movie all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. And this guy calls me, and he's like, hey, I'm doctor. I'm not going to mention his name. I'm doctor so-and-so. I'm taking over your case. So how do you want to go about this? Do you want me to give you... Like, do you, do you want to go through it step by step, or do you just want me to give you the down and dirty, and we'll go from there? I was like, option number two. I just want an answer. He's like, all right, you ready? You have testicular cancer. I was like, okay. How do you know that? He was mm-hmm. like, okay. I know this based off your imaging, like so the the ultrasound and the CAT scans, and your they did a blood test too. And he okay. said, in my blood test, there was an elevated um, alpha theta protein. AFP, mm-hmm. which usually happens in people that are pregnant. Oh. Or if you're a that's man true. and you have a tumor that's releasing an alpha theta protein, okay. like, it's like a non seminomous tumor, which is how he came to that conclusion. So, yes, they can per se figure out if you have cancer without having to cut you open and be like, that's cancer. Oh, okay. So I just wanted to know for sure, you know, because he was like, you can get a second opinion if you want, but I don't really think you have that kind of time. And I was like, what's that supposed to mean? And he was just like, dude. He said, dude, the doctor, okay? Really? He's talking to me like a normal guy. And he was like, dude, we caught this thing so early. And I'm confident that when when we get this out on Friday, if that's okay with you, we, I think you're going to be cured. He's like, oh, we're going to keep doing blood tests. We're going to keep doing everything. We're going to, you know, and to monitor what happens next because, I, you know, the AFP is going to show up in your blood even after we take the tumor out because it has a half-life and all that other science stuff. Uh, and sure enough, like the blood test I had after they took the tumor, um, the testicle and the tumor out, it, sh- it still showed elevated AFP. But then the one after that showed it went down and down and down just like the, you know, the urologist and the later oncologist said it would. And they're like, dude, like, and I'm going to get to the good news. So... Yeah, they yeah. scheduled the surgery for Friday. And um, he was like, I need to know your COVID, you know, status. Because I had a test done when I was in the emergency center at the time. It was negative. But at the time, you had to wait like a, 
yeah. forever to get the results. So he just wanted to know my COVID status just based on what kind of PPE they were going to have to wear. He's like, I'm still going to operate. I don't care what's going on in the world. Yeah. We're, we're going to save your life. So I go in for the surgery. A couple hours later, I'm, you know, getting wheelchaired out. My fiance picks me up. Um, it was a little shocking later on at home, only seeing one yeah. there. I almost fainted. I was just going to ask you, did you go with a prosthetic? No. No? I was going to. Okay. But right. uh, so it they would have had to. So they went in through my groin. Okay. They didn't like cut, they didn't cut the, um, the scrotum open. Oh, okay. I was going to say something else. But <laughs> the sack? <laughs> yeah, they, was gonna, yeah, yeah. They, they don't cut the sack open. But they go in through the groin and they pull it out that way. And thankfully, so I, I got the pathology report, you know, weeks later. And the doctor told me, he was like, if you didn't, if we didn't do this when we did, like if we'd waited till Saturday, mm-hmm. we would have caught it in stage two. Fuck you, dude. So how, how, isn't that they, crazy? That's crazy, yeah. bro. So they wanted you to I wait till Friday. Yeah. And if you had to waited till Friday to be seen. Yeah. Saturday, you were in stage two. Yes. So how long is stage one? Like what was the amount of time so that once, you caught it in? Once the, they, so based on the rate it was growing according to the pathologist and like i don't know how, i don't know how they figured it out yeah me they, either basically they were like yeah it, based on how because it was huge it, it took over like most of the testicle fuck yeah so it, i was like a day away from it invading the lymphatic blood vessels and then you know say hello to chemo at that point Jesus. i didn't i didn't need chemo or any of that stuff because of how early i caught it thank god Wow, but you don't know what the actual length of time was that you had it? Uh, honestly, it was probably a few months. Oh, like really? Okay. Weird, so some okay. weird stuff was going on in like the January before, which I thought was interesting because that's around the time she left. and you know. But um, maybe I got my timelines. I'm, 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 I, the reason I'm asking no, is because mixed up. I feel like a, not enough of us uh, do checks. We don't. You know, sometimes something feels weird, but we put it off. So that's why I was... People put it off. They don't do anything about it when they find it. Yeah, that too. Um, There's all kinds of... And I'm also asking for myself as well, because when I found out that this is the cancer that you battled, I was like, oh shit. I I, I went into the shower. I started checking. I was like, I didn't even think to do any of this, you know? A lot of people told me that, because I posted a thing on Facebook when I found out I was cured. Like, I was in remission... I've been in remission now for like over two years. I'm going going for three now. Nice. Um, and wow. yeah, when I first told people about it, you know, I didn't say anything really mm-hmm. until I had good news. Right. And that yeah, was yeah, you know because yeah. I had a cat scan after and everything like, everything's good, blood levels good. You're you're in remission. Let's start the clock. And um, once I told people, a lot of dudes hit me up and they're like, "Hey, dude." I found this and it wasn't, and to the ones that found something like, thankfully it wasn't cancer or anything, but like, yeah, but you got people checking, but I got people checking and that's I, the most and, important. And they part. were like, dude, no, like I, and they ended up going to the doctor and they've, they had whatever going on, but they're okay now. Good. And if they didn't go, whatever it was, it probably could have been worse. Yep. You know, um, you know, us, we as guys, we don't, you know, we're, I don't know. We don't, sometimes we don't, put enough effort into that kind of stuff. Well, it's like not making sure you're okay. And uh, well, how old are you? I'm 32. You're 32. I'm, f- I'm going to be 43. Uh, Could have fooled me. This November. So 
I don't know about you per se because you are about I ten you were years. No, no, everybody does. That's all that all those uh, Newport cigarettes I used to smoke. They oh. just saved everything. The way they they uh, they froze it in time. That's what I believe. But I um, anyways, no. But what I'm saying is, is that like my dad didn't talk to me about this shit. It wasn't something that was talked about most of the time. It's awkward. Most of the time when I got upset about something, my dad was just like, suck it up. You're going to be fine. Push on through. Right. That's what we were always taught because you're a dude. You're supposed to be this. You can't be whimpering and crying or doing. So yeah. the way I was brought up, you weren't even thinking about this. Now, today we're realizing that we do need to think about this. But yeah. most of the younger people out there today don't even wash themselves properly. Or you brush know, their teeth. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's crazy that you hear public figures telling younger generations to fucking wash under their ball sack. Wash your dick. Like, why are you not doing these things anyways? You're in the shower. You're in the bathroom. Squeeze them while you're there. You're already playing with it every single day of your life right now. So why not squeeze them? Make sure you don't have anything abnormal down there and fucking clean underneath your ball sack wash your shit with soap like i don't understand why we have to say these things but back in the day it, it, it was it was looked at as weakness yeah. you were looked at as a weak person and that's not true this is actually a a strong thing to do this is actually very hard and difficult to face so when you do that, that makes you a stronger person. It doesn't make you a weaker person. So even though I, I don't hold any of that against my dad, his generation was even fucking worse. Oh, yeah. You know, his parents, his everything was way worse than what I got from them. They learned from their parents' mistakes and did better with us. But still, we're, every generation, we're trying to do better and better. But it seems like something was lost in communication uh, in general with just how... Uh, susceptible we all are to cancer of any sort. And it was, I believe, for me, about maybe six, maybe ten years ago, I didn't even think guys could get breast cancer. So well, guys can get pregnant now. So Well, no, yeah. I'm not going into that because <laughs> I disagree with you a thousand percent. Uh, I disagree with that too, okay, for the Okay, good. Just I'm saying. so glad. I was no, around. I know, I know. But what I I'm saying is... Yeah, of course, of course, because no it's funny. <laughs> pun fully intended. Uh, but you, you know what I'm saying? Like, these things aren't being thought of the way that I think we do need to think of them because of all the poisons that are in our foods, that uh, are in these plastics, and all the stuff we're finding out that we're consuming on a daily basis all help these diseases and these cancers actually get stronger. And happen more often. And then someone makes money off of that. Well, Crazy. Oh, I mean, no. let's just quickly say that That's I fun. already know that the uh, insurance companies and the medical industries and the food industries all work hand in hand to keep you sick. They want you to get yeah. diabetic because then they can deny you for the insulin that you need and you can stay sick and they just keep making money off of you until you're, you die. And that's all they want. They don't want you to be healthy. Preventative care is out the window. And uh, they want they just want you to stay sick. There's no money in healthy people. Exactly. There's no money There's in no it. Profit. So I think this is just so important for everybody to hear. 
I don't it, male, female, whatever you choose to be. I don't know, but this is important. And I just want to say like real quick, shout out to all the good doctors that aren't a bunch of pill pushing drug dealers and are actually, they care about their patients and actually making them, you know, care to whatever their ailments yeah. are. There's not a lot of that any, anymore nowadays. I, I, I know a lot of doctors. I, I worked in an emergency room for a year, not too long ago. And, uh, most doctors are good people. There are some, no, it, actually, there's actually quite a lot that are very egotistical assholes, but yeah, they don't really work around patients too much, at least not when they're awake. So, <laughs> that, but, but they, they, no matter what you're looking at, any industry of anything going on today, you're going to have some good, you're going to have some bad, and you're going to have some bullshit. And it doesn't matter what we're doing. It's across the board. You're going to run into this. But for you to uh, go through such, uh, not I don't know if it's traumatizing, but it's the only word that's coming to my mind. But when you are with somebody for so long and you have something like that happen to you, it is kind of traumatizing. It is. And uh, it is. one of the, the shrinks I had at the time, you know, she classified that as trauma. Okay. It's actually the one I ended up staying with. So, like... Um, for those of you that don't know, uh, psychology or counseling, whatever it is, it's not a one size fit all thing. It, no. It's like one person as a counselor, they may not be a good fit for you. You right. got to find the one that is a good fit. And it takes some soul searching sometimes. Um, I went through three or four of them when yeah, I was I, going through the divorce. Actually, it was more than that. It was more like six. Uh, at one point I was seeing like two a week. I would see one like. On like a Tuesday, I'd see the other one on like a Thursday and Friday. Yeah, you know, especially like out. I would plan it so it would be like if I was gonna go out and do something social, I'd try to go see my shrink before all that, so I could like get myself figured out before I go out and put myself in an environment where I could be susceptible to. That's that's a great doing thing to do. Stuff with my friends, you know. What I, I mean? would talk to my shrink about you know my alcoholism, and I got to go to a wedding, and uh, what yeah. do I what do I do and. He's like, well, you just do what you need to do to not drink. And so I was like, all right, I'm just going to bring my pot with me and I'll smoke a joint. Yeah. And now I don't have to think about alcohol. And I just watched everybody get stupid. And I was like, oh, wow, I made it through the wedding. Right. You know, but you're I'm I also had to go through multiple shrinks in order to find one that fit me. And I've journey. said it uh, many times on here. You can't you can't just be one and done with that because they may not be the one for you. You right. have to have a connection and you want that connection to be true. And just to like, I want to piggyback off that. Like, sure. Um, you can't give up after only talking to one counselor, because if you do that, then that, that like, you, you could end up not, you know, making it to the next day. Okay. Mm -hmm. If you just take, you, you got to get different perspectives. You got to get different kinds of advice it's kind of like in jujitsu when you get when you go to different schools and you meet other professors and other people and you get that different energy yeah you know what i mean it's kind of like that you figure out what's best for you and that's like one of the things i love about where we train it's like if you're not understanding something right at least when we had before if i didn't understand something back when professor lucas was there Professor Tim would show it to me, and I'd understand it differently. Or if I didn't understand either one of them, I could go to Professor Rick. Yep. And he'd show me it, whatever it was a different way, and then I, maybe I'd get it, maybe I wouldn't. Oh, I still don't understand. Go to Professor Laura. Maybe she knows a different perspective of what it is. And then it's like, oh, the light bulb turns on. And it yeah. could be in whatever order. 
the thing is you got to get that different perspective if you're not getting the answers that are helping you out to get to where you need to go and with counseling it's not a one-size-fits-all thing no so no yeah i'm down to one shrink now i haven't gone quite some time i need to get back to that um but again, hold on but, though. Hold on though. If you if you're if you've got a shrink, right, yeah. and you haven't been to them in a while, that's a good thing. No, it is a good thing. It's a very good a very thing good because thing. that means that you've gotten yourself to a point where you don't need to go to them every week. But don't right. try to rush to that point. No, you can't. You can't do you it. You gotta it, let that happen. You gotta let it all happen. Yes. Uh, you gotta do the shadow work. I mean, you don't have to do shadow work, if, but like, that's more of like a like a Carl Jung type of phrase oh, okay I, I can get okay. into that later but um you want to be very careful when you like it's almost like an alchemical thing okay when you break yourself down and you put yourself back together you want to be very careful how you do it because if you do it wrong things will get put back and it'll be all fucked up and then you're going to be all fucked up and there's no nice way to say that you know what i mean like mm-hmm. there's no pg way of saying that but as far as i'm concerned that to me, that's just kind of how that 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 is. So you want to make sure you're putting yourself back together correctly, otherwise it might not be a good outcome. I mean, you could still you could try to break things down again at that point, yeah, you know, and then rebuild again. But you might. Uh, it's about the journey, you know, and you want to make it about the journey. You don't want to make it about the destination because sometimes when you get to the destination, you're just like, oh, it's not what I thought it was. And right. Then, well, let's be real the about that. The journey getting there, it's like you look back on that and it's like. That, awesome. that was awesome because right. most of the time when you get to that goal or you get to that next level, it's never what you thought it was going to be. No. You always think it's going to be more. You always say, I, I need more money because I need to get, I want to get these new toys. And then you get the new toys and then the new toys lose their fire. Yeah. And then you need the next new toy. Yeah. So the journey is the most important part of it because what did you do to get to that new toy? What right. did you do to better yourself? That's the important part. The bettering yourself happened because that happened, because you put in that work. Exactly. Without that work, you're not getting to that goal, period, no matter what the goal is. So like I tell all my customers when they're trying to quit vaping, and I mean, they're trying to quit smoking and go into vaping, they come in, they want to get off the cigarettes, and as soon as they, like, one day they haven't touched cigarettes, they're like, I need to drop to zero nicotine. And it's like, Jesus Christ, you need to crawl before you run. You're going to go right back to cigarettes. 100%. That's all that ever happens. So even from quitting cigarettes to uh, uh, anything that you're trying to do today, and I was trying to think of another example, it failed, but anything that you're trying to do, it's always about the journey to get to there because when you get there, you're not done. No. You just you just finally took a, you you took all the steps to get to that point. Now you need harder. to take more steps, yeah. and they're going to be even more difficult to one either keep that where it is or two to bring it to the next level. Yeah. You know, I didn't make it six years off of alcohol by quickly, right? No. Six years is not quick. Rome wasn't built in a day, and I still have to do my things in order to keep me off of alcohol. But now it's a little bit less. I don't have to try as hard anymore. But do I have to keep trying? Of course, a thousand percent. I always have to try. It's everywhere. Every day. And here we go. We're coming coming into Thanksgiving. We're going to be hitting Christmas. And this is drinking season. Oh, yeah, dude. So it's everywhere. So 
I always have a little bit more of a struggle during the holidays because now you're putting yourself in, in, in family gatherings or uh, Christmas parties or any of that stuff going on. And now you're at work and all of a sudden we're having a Christmas party for all the employees and there's alcohol because we got this place, we rented it out, and now everybody's going to go here. So you have all these battles all the time. My battle is always alcohol, which is why I always go back to it. Not to take uh, anything away from what you've told us oh, today. Dude, that but, is a serious battle, man. And I'm, but, and props to you for winning it, that fight every day, man. I, I'm really proud of you. None of this is easy. It's the, the, it, and I thank you for that. I do appreciate it. I, 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 I get weird when people do that. It, 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 I don't know how I've to take compliments. I've seen people destroy their lives with that stuff, man. And like just to see somebody thriving like how you are, it's really amazing. It's, it's, I was so close to destroying everything six years ago. I was so close to destroying everything for like the umpteenth time. And it was just like one of those things where it's like, I don't understand why I kept destroying everything and not learning from it. But whatever kept me from destroying it the last time and kept me where I am today, I don't know what it is. I don't know what changed, but I'm thankful for whatever it was because it wasn't just family and friends and uh i have so much to lose it was it, there was a switch that it's just probably, went off yeah and it was like and it's like i'm always looking for that switch to go off in jujitsu you know i want to get to the point in my game where i actually feel like i'm flowing and not struggling to get to where i want to go and, and I haven't had that switch go on yet. But what I've realized from everything that I've dealt with today, that I have no control over that switch. It's going to go off when it, it goes off. happens. Yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, it, going through everything that you went through and coming out on the other end and not ending your life, not taking those steps and listening to Professor Lucas and all that work you did to get you to where you are today, that makes you a stronger person. And I think that's amazing. Thank you. Because it doesn't matter what your struggle was or is. It's, it's getting out on the other side of that, becoming that better, stronger person. And now you're a purple belt. You're killing it. Still, and, I still and can't believe that sometimes. That's, isn't that amazing? Yeah. Did you ever think you'd be a purple belt? No. I didn't. Actually, honestly, if I can answer that question, no. Yeah. I, uh, I remember when I first started and I thought getting a, getting a blue belt was the shit, you know, forget being a black belt. I thought that was amazing, but I was like, dude, you can get your blue belt in this thing. I used to think that was the most amazing thing ever. Cause back when I was younger, I knew some people that would do like MMA and I knew they trained jujitsu. I knew they were at least a blue belt. So whenever they go against like someone who was a wrestler or whatever, they could handle themselves really yeah. well. And I wrestled in college. I didn't get into it till like my junior year, but for two years before that, I had like roommates and other friends that were wrestlers, and they're just really tough dudes. And like, you couldn't like beat these dudes up at a party. And I thought that was the coolest, baddest thing ever. And I thought they were the toughest people ever. And then I see dudes that are blue belts, and they're taking these wrestler people down. And I'm like, that's that's like that must be. And that's probably why so many blue belts quit because they get to this level, they think, oh, I don't cool. need to know anything more, and then they they peace out. But there's a whole bunch of other reasons for that. But what I was gonna try to get at is. You know, you were saying earlier when that switch kind of flipped or whatever for you, um, a, a lot of people, when they when they learn to really love themselves. Yeah. So what I was going to say is the thing, what, what it probably what it might have been for you, I don't know, it was love. Love is the most powerful force in the universe, okay? 
Um, Books that are thousands and thousands of year old will tell you that. There's no stronger power in the world than love. And once people Hmm. really learn to love themselves, it opens up all these other doors and all these other opportunities that you never even thought you had before. Yeah. Because you started to love yourself and put yourself first. And if you don't do that, you're going to put other things first. Yeah. Yeah. And then like, you know, like for the alcoholic, they might put the alcohol first. Oh, the alcohol was priority, all, yeah. man. So, I, it, no matter what I was doing, that was your, the priority. But when you put yourself first, as you have, then you don't need that alcohol anymore. I mean, it's not an overnight thing, as you know. Um, yeah. One of my best, best friends, uh, you know, he's a, he's a recovering alcoholic. He's been sober for almost two years now. And it took him, he, uh, he burned like every bridge he had, including... He started the fire with the bridge he had with me, but he, he put it out real quick. He learned real, I don't want to say he learned real quick, but um, he learned, like, I, if I lose this person, you know, I won't have anybody, and I can't have that. Yeah. And then he took everything seriously, you know, and he always tells me whenever I call him and I'm complaining about something, usually some huge task that I'm, you know, nervous about taking on, he'll be like, hey, how does a clam eat a whale? And I'll get really pissed off when he says this because I don't want to answer the question because I know the answer to the question. And the answer to the question is one bite at a time. You know? And that's the truth. One bite at a time. You can't yeah. just go at this all at once. Whatever it is, whatever you're going through, if you're listening, watching, like, you got to go through it one step at a time. And there's a very Absolutely. huge importance when it comes to taking the little steps. You can't take the big steps. If you take the big steps... You're going to fall off the ladder. Yep. You take the little steps, you, you're more than likely going to make it up to the top and everywhere else you got to get to. Just like in jiu-jitsu, right? Yeah. You want to get that arm bar real bad. And you take all the little steps to get there. You defend, you establish your control, you have the right amount of control, and maybe this person, whoever's on bottom or whatever, they think you're doing something else, even better. When yeah. That happens. And then you throw in that arm bar and they're like, oh man, tap, tap, hopefully. And, um... All the little steps you take to get there is what makes that armbar so great. Now, if you just skip a bunch of little steps and you don't get control and you just, you know, get in that S mount and throw your leg over, but you don't have the elbow per se where it needs to be, that kid's going to pull that arm out, that arm out and uh, you're not going to get that armbar and you're going to have to try again. Yep. And you could have avoided having to try again if you just took the little steps. Yeah. It's an interesting metaphor. It's, it's, man, it's so true. It's just all so true. Or like another thing, playing guitar. I play guitar. Oh, okay. So Cool. Yeah. I remember I was trying to learn how to play a seven string and I couldn't figure it out. And I was trying to like skip all these steps to just try to get the sound I was looking for. But it was like, no, dude, do the basics. Yeah. Pretend it's a six string and then figure out how to incorporate that, that bottom seven string, in, which is actually something I learned from. Justin Lowe, rest in peace, of After the Burial. Um, you know, awesome metal band. But um, that was one of the things he says. If you want to learn an instrument like that, and it's more than six strings, go back to the basics and figure out how to incorporate the extra strings into how you play. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. next yeah. thing you know, you're playing seven strings. I play eight string, too. Uh, but I couldn't have done any of that, let alone get to today where I'm talking to you without taking the little steps. It was very humbling, 
because I just want to get to where I want to get to. Yeah, we all and do. And I'd like to get there quickly, as we all do. But got to take those little steps. Yeah. Yeah, well, unfortunately, today, I feel like uh, with the cell phones and the internet and the way everything is shot at us, and it's all this instant gratification. It's all this instant, uh, I need it now. It's right now. And because of all that, every a lot of people feel like that they they're having a problem but they like i said with people trying to quit cigarettes they're just i want zero nicotine now and it's like that will hurt you it, it, it's crazy it's it's just absolutely crazy to do to yourself it's just like somebody trying to get off of heroin or trying to get off of alcohol or trying to uh deal with their cancer diagnosis you are not going to get to the other side of it instantaneously no. you're not gonna nothing in this life is instant except for this digital bullshit yeah. it's the only thing that's instant and it's instant because we made it instant but yeah that's not life no it's life not. is very tough i i used to get told when i was a kid that i needed to get a helmet because life is going to be fucking hard and you're going to need a helmet because it's not easy and and today for some reason it's turned around to the point where it was supposed to be easy and I'm like, what? when did the message get fucking mixed up? I don't understand. When did this life ever get easy? None of this is easy. Not, not doing something, not working for someone, not, not trying to survive the inflation and all the other bullshit going on. For the last three years, it has been absolutely insane. Yeah. Absolutely fucking insane. Never seen anything like it in my goddamn life. And neither of my parents and before my grandmother passed, she had never seen anything like this. Like nobody. And we're talking, she was 94 when she fucking died. And she's like, I don't know what the hell's going on. And I was like, well, what the fuck do we do with, what do I do with that? You know? So all of the things going on today, your instant gratification, your, 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 your bumpers that your parents put up for you and all this other shit going on. That's all false. It's all false. And this is the real shit here. People dealing with shit and taking it one step at a time and having switches go off and having to go down these paths of questioning yourself or, or trying to, trying to actually uh, be comfortable with yourself, be comfortable in your own skin, be, be uh, uh, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for when, you know, like right now I had to, I had to bet on myself. I had to bet on myself because for the first time in my life, I feel confident about the person that I am today. There's not one thing in my life that's going on where I feel uneasy about what I'm doing. I actually feel confident in everything that I'm doing. And the only reason that I can strongly say this is because I've stayed off of alcohol for six years. I have done uh, I've gone to jujitsu cons consistently for seven years of my life. That has given me the most structure, and it gives me confidence, not on a fighting stance, not the fact that I can tie somebody up when I need to, but in the simple fact that I know what I'm capable of. I know what I'm capable of doing now. I know that whatever I'm doing, I'm going to put in all the effort. I'm going to take all those little steps to get to the bigger step. So being 
confident in yourself doesn't happen overnight. No, None of this does. It's not, it doesn't happen overnight. And one of the most important things just to add to piggyback on that is you got to believe in yourself. Yes. If you don't, if you can prove it to yourself. You can prove it to anybody. Mm-hmm. And one of my issues a, a while, a long time back. And sometimes even now, honestly, is it's like you want to try and see what you can prove to everybody else. Right. Even whether or not you, before you proved it to yourself and it, it, it becomes more ego driven. You don't really want that. But, um, yeah, man, you can prove it to yourself. You can prove it to anybody. Dude, that is absolutely so true. And, ah, oh, man, this is amazing, dude. Like, I'm so happy that you came on. I'm so happy that you, you talked about this. Me, this. This is, is great. This has been. I feel better, like, getting it off my chest, too. You, I don't really and like, that's talk the other about this thing. stuff too much. No, but, but we, and that's, I think that's kind of a problem, too. Not your, your, your like, but all yeah. of us. Like, I've been trying to just kind of. I like keep more things to myself. You know what I mean? Cause like everybody's going through stuff. You know what I mean? Not everybody wants to hear like how, Oh, I'm going through, you know, it's just like, dude, everyone's, everyone's going through some tough times. And like, I don't know. But it's I think, just, I think the important thing is, is that now that you're feeling more confident in yourself yeah. and where you're at today, now you're capable of telling your story. Yes. And there's people out there right now that probably have felt that lump, that probably have done the same things that you're doing, and they're putting it off, and they could be stage two now. They could be oh, yeah. stage three. And the only reason that they didn't do anything is because they felt exactly how you felt when you first found it. And that's why I wanted to uh, have you on, because I want more people to understand that we all feel the same shit. Yeah. We all feel the same way. We all doubt ourselves. We all feel like we're the biggest piece of shit to ourselves. And once you get past that, am I am I at the point in my life where I don't think I'm still a piece of shit? No. No, of course not. I still do stupid things. I still got some of my leftover anger. I've still got a lot to work on. But where I am today, I'm a hell of a lot more confident and uh, aware of all of those things. And alcohol was suppressing that and hiding it from myself. And I was denying it to myself. Like you were trying to deny to yourself that like, there's something, but I don't want to find out what it is. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so everybody goes through that as well. And the fact that you came on here and opened up, uh, uh, just that's awesome. That is a great step. You should feel good about getting this off your chest because one of the best things to do that I've realized for myself is that if you don't get it off your chest, you sit on it. Yeah. And that's a heavy weight. And a bruise. Yeah. It's a heavy, heavy weight. And that's why I always talk about my alcoholism. I always am very upfront about it, no matter what I'm doing. And I'm not saying that you do that all the time with your cancer, but now... You might, you might, you, it's a little bit of weight lifted. You know, you, you just, you, as we grow older and we open up more and we understand that like, we're not the only ones going through this. It it makes us more apt to talk about it more. Mm -hmm. But the other problem is, is we're not famous. So nobody really listens, but we're all saying the same thing because maybe maybe we just don't have the right algorithm. Maybe, but (laughs) I don't know how to beat that. But no, Elijah, this has been absolutely eye-opening. Um, like I said, when I heard about this, I was 
I was like, oh, okay, these are things I need to keep in the back of my head and think about a little bit more often and do some due diligence and on checking myself as well. And that, I mean, this has just been uh, so eye-opening for me because we all have to deal with this if you have a male anatomy and you just, this is something that can happen to us. Even if you're a female, okay? Females have breasts, right? Naturally. Um, And check, even if you're a female and you're listening to this, watching it, whatever, this message is for you too. Yeah. Go check yourself before you wreck yourself, okay? I know that sounds Silly, but it's true. Okay, you might have some a lump somewhere. Go get it looked at, yep. please. Like your life is precious. You you know this is like we're all on a journey. Okay, and you can't get do your journey if you got shit going on like that. It holds you back. So check yourself before you wreck yourself, so you can go on and do whatever else you're trying to do. A hundred percent. I kind of want to, I just want to backpedal. I wasn't saying that it's not for women. And I know you weren't saying that either, but I want to put it out there. The reason that I'm so about the male side of all of this is because I feel like males are the most on putting it off. Oh, they are. I feel like females, they talk. They do a lot of this way fucking more than we do. So that's why I said what I said. And I know oh, yeah. that you weren't you weren't doing anything to like point it out to me or whatever, but I just wanted to kind of backtrack on that a little bit because I just feel like males are fucking stupid. We're yeah. we're, we're pretty dumb. Our testo- our testosterone takes over and we like shiny objects and we're fucking easily distracted and if I don't feel any pain, then fuck the lump. Right? Yeah, and that's the thing, so, man, like you're not it's not going to hurt. It's just going to happen. Like so you know, just to add to that, more things to look out for, right? Um, if you go to the bathroom and you see funny colors coming out, probably should go see the doctor. There's all kinds or of if things, something's yeah. not normal, if it isn't part of your day-to-day thing. I'm not saying be a hypochondriac and one thing goes yeah, wrong. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not saying that, okay? <laughs> like. Because a lot of people they'll go look, they'll go on WebMD and they'll be like, "Oh, oh. my god, I've had a tension headache for three days. Fuck." I might have brain cancer. Yeah, no, stop. Don't I'm stop not, that. It's not like yes. that. Okay, just real, <laughs> shit. I mean, hey, you might have a bunch of other symptoms that could mean. I'm not saying it is or it isn't. It's. I'm just saying, like, thoroughly go through things, okay. And if things aren't normal after a certain period of time, mm-hmm. we'll say a week, yeah. or maybe two weeks. If it's not getting better, go see the doctor. Yeah, because unless you're a doctor. You're not curing that. And also, what is it? I know they say uh, someone who represents themselves as a lawyer is a fool for a client. It's yep. the same thing as a doctor. Yeah. You're going to be your own patient? Good. Let me know how that goes. Right. Or you're going to diagnose and treat your family with, without, like, objectively? Right. Good luck. Let me know how that goes. It, if you can do that, by the way, props to you. Dude. Just saying. Let, just for fun and off of that Google thing. I was searching because I popped a knuckle, right? Yeah. And it fucking hurts. Like, it's so bad. And I started looking stuff up, and I've done it for my knee, and I've done it for shoulder pain. And almost every Google search leads you to cancer. Oh, yeah. So you can't trust Google. You can't trust these search engines to lead you in the right direction. If you think there's something seriously wrong, that's when you do need to go talk to your physician, talk to a doctor, figure it out, but talk to a professional 
And I agree with you. Do not Google. Do not diagnose yourself because it will not go well. Right. I mean, also, though, I mean, there's nothing wrong with trying to know, you know, X, Y, and Z about what you have going on. But don't be trying to, like, put the finishing touches on it. Get some help, okay? Yeah, of course. um, I forgot what I was going to say, but there's just a lot can go wrong there. Yeah, of course I can. You, you, know, you, you could completely you, miss something, and then it could be life threatening. Yeah, yeah. You know? I, I mean, don't 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 trust Google. Yeah. But trust your instincts. If you feel like something's yes. wrong, then go talk to a doctor. Go talk to somebody that's supposed yes. to know what the fuck they're talking about. Now, real quick, before we get going, I was actually curious because you came into class, uh, but you didn't join us, and there was something going on with the knee. So. How's the knee? So, all right. So, uh, about a month ago, I was at work. I work at a jail, uh, and I'm, I'm a correction officer. And oh, okay. They, um, the inmates were fighting. It was a two-on-one fight, and I had to re- help restrain the guy, which is, you know, who was the one of the two-on-one, and he was winning the fight. I got to give him props. The one guy was the, of, actually of the standing yeah. On his own between the two? Well, it was on the ground wow. at this point. So, he, yeah, he was he was winning. Pretty big guy. He was like three times my size. And um, I went to go, you know, help restrain him. And he tried to throw me onto my back. We, I would have, like, rolled over. So, it was either land on my knee or uh, rolled on my back. I'll take the knee. Yep. And that very hard C-pod floor, it won. Yeah. Sort of. Sort of. Sort I was, of. I was able to get up. I, you know, everything was fine. Inmates are okay, um, in case anyone's wondering. Um, <laughs> I'm okay, too. Uh, everyone's okay. A little OC spray action. That stuff is strong, dude. Let me tell yeah? You. Yeah. Well, I was going to go in there to try to restrain the guy, and then one of the one of the other guys who had the spray was like, no, no, no. What are you, an idiot? Hold on. I'm like, I'm going to spray you if you don't stop. And they wouldn't stop, so he sprayed him. Now you can go in. Again. I was like, oh, good call. Almost got sprayed. So, oh, anyways. Oh, you would have gotten sprayed. Okay, I see. Yeah. So, long story short, there's some, uh, I thought I tore some stuff in my knee. Yeah. I had an MRI. Thankfully, knee's okay. There's just some, some tissue that got lodged behind my kneecap. Oh, wow. It was like wow. a loud popping. It does, it's not pleasant. So, I'm doing physical therapy right now. And um, we'll see if it still hurts in a month. I might have surgery. Oh, really? But I might not. So we'll see what happens. In the meantime, I'm just coming to be with the team to show up. And um, I don't really like, I don't know. I just, I want to take advantage of every opportunity I can. Yeah. If I can't train, I can still watch the technique. I can still be around that energy, yep. you know, see everyone's awesome smiling faces, including your own. Um, when you get to purple belt, it's kind of like you start learning how to coach people. And I don't really know how to do that. <laughs> that well, you know, what I mean? yeah, like yeah, you would yeah. tell me go teach this class, I'm like I don't know how to do that, or uh, or go teach this technique. It would take me forever to figure that out. You know what I mean? And um, we're 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 kind of at that level now yeah. where it's like I don't want to start learning how to do that. You know what I mean? So I'm taking this opportunity to just come be with the team and maybe pick up whatever I can from professor about that's, how to. That's one of the biggest you know, things that you can do when you can't. When you can't participate, you can still show up. Yeah. Because, like you said, the energy and plus, you're still learning when you're there. Yes. It doesn't count on your card, but you're there, you're learning, and you're still engaging. 
So all of those things are super important. I know Professor Lucas, Sheehan, Laura, and uh, 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 Rob have all called me when I've been out with injuries, and they were like, just come and sit. Yeah. And sometimes it, that's difficult because you want to participate. Yes. But guess what? Doing that is just as rewarding as sometimes being on the mats with everybody. It really is. And I, I want to just give a quick special shout-out and thank you to Professor Tim Barshard for – encouraging me to come in and you know stay active in the sense that I'm you know active in the community I'm on the sidelines yes but I'm still learning by mm-hmm. being there I'm with the team you know yeah, I he, love he it. lets me sit on the mats with everybody you know and if the white belts are having a hard time he's like well, why don't you go help them out and I'm like really like, yeah oh, I, of course he's like well yeah you're purple belt like, yeah oh, snap all right I guess I should go do that. Yeah, well, I have Tyler come over here, and we'll go over some techniques, and he's asking me questions, and I'm like, yeah, you're... I'm like, go ahead, do it to me. Yeah. And then he does it, and I'm like, oh, all right, I see what you're doing wrong. And I'm like, here, let me show you how you should be doing it just to tighten this up a little bit, and then I have him repeat it on me, and I go, you see the difference? You feel the difference? Yep. There it is. You know what I mean? I don't know it all. There's a lot of stuff I'm asking questions on. I still haven't even really found my game because every time I think I found it, something else snaps, breaks, or gets bruised. So I'm like, okay, we got to change this up. But when it comes to some of the more, uh, I don't like saying the word, but basic moves, Mm -hmm. those ones, I've got a lot of those down. It's just sometimes it's really hard in the moment to pull it off in perfection. Yeah. But when you're just talking about it and going over it, it's like, oh, yeah, I know exactly where to go here, here, here. And this is how you do this. And it's like so I show him those things. So that actually helps me feel more uh, uh, not you know, maybe confident, more confident in showing the lower belts. You know, it makes you better. Yeah, that that also that like I mean, besides like drilling and just talking and going over technique is like I feel like almost 80 percent of the game. Yeah. I feel like everything else is like only 20% and like that dialogue and those slow moves mm-hmm. and just having little time, all the baby steps then become that, that, and you know, you get that submission yeah. and you're like, holy shit, the light bulb turns on for you and me. Yep. And you know, just having that dialogue with Tyler sometimes I'm like, oh shit, this is here. You know what I mean? Like I'll be doing something yeah. cause he's trying to figure one thing out and I'm like, Oh my God, look at this sweep is right here. This Kimura is right here. I'm like, Oh, look how you're helping me as well. Yep. And I got to say, Chris, you're, you're one of my favorite training partners there because I love how you kind of like think out loud when you go through the oh, motion. Shit, no, really? I love it, dude, because <laughs> like I'll watch professors like show us his move and I'll be like, shit, I'm not going to remember that. And like, 10 seconds and then thankfully you know you're going through I the talk motions out loud yeah and i'm like oh yeah that's because i was going to do something else but then you're calling out what you're doing i'm like oh that's actually the right that's what professor showed us that's what i'm supposed see, to be doing and okay I, see, you're, you're I, a great I, guy to work with on the mats man uh you know <laughs> great to train with you know if you haven't trained with chris and you're watching this make sure you do that you know he's a great guy um and yeah, man, it's it's just amazing when you start showing people like your game and stuff. You end up kind of tightening it all up. Yeah, I was gonna you really say I do. got some stuff I I definitely want to show you. I think can help you out. Yeah, and I know you have some stuff. I'm sure you could show me. Oh, maybe. So, you know, on that <laughs> note, you know, I know I can't train right now. So if you're listening and you're you know part of our team, if you see me and there's anything you want to work on, I'll do what I can. I can't train with you live, but like if there's something that 
doesn't involve the legs per se, which what in jujitsu doesn't involve <laughs> the legs. That's so difficult. You know? That's such a difficult um, thing. I'll help you out how I can. You know, I'm a big half guard guy. So as long See, as it's okay with professor. And it's funny that you point out that I like, I say like, you know, cause I'll be like going through it. And I'm like, all right, knee over here, this over there. And it, I'm like, man, am I bothering everybody? No. I always apologize for talking don't, out loud. <laughs> don't ever apologize for being yourself like that. Yeah, that's at least, fair. You know? That's fair. Dude, Elijah, thank you so much for coming on the Thanks podcast. Thanks for having me, brother. I Again, it. everybody. It go, oh, I'm so glad you had a great time. I really am. Uh, again, everybody, go and subscribe to his Facebook, his Instagram, his everything. Let's get this shadow ban thing over with. People need to be able to have any conversation that they want freely and openly on any platform that's based out of the United States. That's the way I believe it should be done. Um, and of course I hope everybody out there has an amazing rest of your Thursday. Enjoy your weekend. And as always, I will talk to you later. Thanks guys. Awesome.